Check this corny lyric on the ones and twos. I know it has been a minute since I have donned this podcast with my presence, but a bitch been busy. So, I mean, last time I talked to you guys, I think it was about the Will Smith thing, and that shit was so emotional. I had to take a minute away. But um, you can also still catch me on my blog where I discuss. Okay, I ain't been on top of that shit either. But be that as it may, if you've been with me for a while, you know I go with I cast with a ghost and then I come back. I'm never leaving you bitches alone. Never. <laughs> Today, however, I have a guest, which I think I've had one guest in the past three years. So I have a guest today. Why don't you introduce yourself? It's your boy, Jason Craig, a.k.a. the Friendly Neighborhood Dreadhead from the Brain to Popcorn Podcast. Here to bring my little bit of flavor here. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, I actually, if you haven't heard me here, I don and uh, bring the podcast a lot. So it's not like, uh, it ain't like I ain't been doing shit. I be on there. I be on there too. So did I say bring the podcast? I'm oh, sorry. Bring the popcorn. Let's go over some. <laughs> so we're sharing a mic and now he gets to see how I feel when we share a mic on his show. But um yeah, but uh, so yeah, 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 today we are here to talk about uh, a little bit of celebrity news, and you know me, the only reason I ever talk about celebrity news on this show is to open a conversation that probably needs to be had within our community. Okay, so unless you've been living under a rock or you don't follow black news, you, you've heard about Monique and Dio. Like, this is like comic royalty beef. We're talking a king of comedy, even though he is the least funny one. And the queen of comedy. Let's be clear. You don't have to like Monique to give her her accolades. She is an Oscar winner. Come on now. Several movies, several accolades, had her own TV show. And we really just got introduced to her in the early 2000s. So she has covered a lot. Well, I mean, I think she did Def Comedy Jam back in the 90s. But she has covered a lot of ground, you know, within the 2000s generation um, for female black comedians. First of all, there ain't really a whole lot of them to begin with. I mean, especially on the chicken circle, like, um, what, there's Lunel. There are the queens of comedy that you saw. It's the more, was it some more? We got Tiffany Haddish. Oh, now there's Tiffany Haddish. Um, yeah. Lunel, the other young lady who was on the queens of comedy with the big lips. I can't think her name right now, but uh, she was on Beauty Shop. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the black um, girl comedy sketch show. Yeah, got that. And, uh, but, I mean like big titans in comedy as far as black women go it's really just some more monique and um we can say leslie jones because she's st- like she started on comedy so fake not but she's mostly hollywood now but she she started off on comic view so there's not a whole lot of them anyway maybe a strong 10 but you know monique so amongst that small pond she is most definitely a big fish um, D.L. Hughley is a big fish in his own right, too. I never found him to be that funny. Um, but he mostly stays relevant nowadays through his podcast and through social and political commentary. Um, but the point is to stay relevant, however you do that. You know, nothing, the only thing that doesn't grow or evolve is something dead. So I don't knock D.L. for that being, because I can't remember the last comedy show that nigga did. It might have been the Kings of Comedy, you know. But uh, <laughs> it's not. What you got? Because I <laughs> he's had Netflix specials. 
he has had Netflix specials. Okay, I have to take your word for it because I bypassed those. Um, but um, he he knows how to stay relevant. He is a relevant public figure, and he is a king of comedy. Whether you want to give him, whether you think he's funny or not, he had his own television show in the early two thousands. He is he really is a male Monique minus the Oscar. So if we, okay, so here's the beef. Here's the main beef between these two titans. Um, the beef is they were both part of a comedy show where they each received a contract allegedly stating that they were the headliner. Now, for if you follow, um, even if you don't follow comedy, if you go to concerts, you know smaller acts come out first before the main attraction, which is normally the last performer. So, Monique has a contract. She has uploaded it to the internet stating that she indeed was supposed to be the last person to go out on stage. DL has said, look at the ticket stubs. He also, I think, eventually posted some sort of contract that was very confusing to look. I didn't get much from his contract. Um, but he did indeed post a deal memo that stated that he was supposed to be the last act on stage. To me, it sounds like janky promotions. Like, whoever did this show had a little bit of bootleg shit going on. Because there should be no confusion, especially, especially between two comedic giants who have been in the game for a long time about who's the headliner. You feel me? Like, there should be no confusion about that. So, according to Monique, this is, okay, if you haven't heard, normally I try to play a little bit of a clip, but I don't feel like pulling that shit up. Because the stuff is viral. <laughs> like if you haven't heard the um the performance she gave where she pretty much came on stage clowned the shit out of dl hughley um you know ran her accolades off and yeah she did this at the performance um allegedly dl came on after her did his set and went home so um Let's let's just talk about this. Um, here's the thing about Monique. It's unfortunate that such a talented, you know, she's an author, she's an actress, she's a comedian. So it's it's unfortunate that such a talented black fat woman. And I know you're saying that. Oh my God, you call her fat. Well, she she was. She kind of still is. And that was really part of her persona that was important. We we did not see many black fat women in the 2000s that were coming out and being fly that weren't she her fatness wasn't the joke she was actually funny you know she would come out with her you know on the parker she had her finger waves she always had the ponytails the hair did the makeup one thing monique was never was fat and sloppy she always made being a big girl look the way it's supposed to look like i don't give a fuck if i'm fat i'm fabulous with it and she was really one of the only black females doing that in the early 2000s so she is an icon and just um in her own right and it's so unfortunate to see her more recently always be uh you know always be associated with a negative undertone um really since her three-way beef with tyler perry oprah and lee daniels she just she's kind of been you know i think she did this christmas or some kind of black family christmas movie and other than that i really ain't seen her much so what are your thoughts on that first of all monique being blackballed or or not really get, being given as much work when she verbally kind of came after those figures well you know that's just stuff that happens, but people don't like what you got to say. That's that's gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, 
if y'all listen to my podcast, you don't know, oh, she can't work with Tyler Perry anymore. That, oh, so tragic. I, I mean, oh, poo, I don't gotta wear them fake-ass wigs. I'm like, darn. <laughs> but as far as, like, like I said, I don't follow it like that. So I don't know about, like, just me, me, just if you willing, if you say certain things, you have to be prepared to get goals what comes along with it. Like, yeah. like you, R. Kelly pissed on them grills, so he knew what came along with it. I'm sorry, this is. Mm, no, I don't know if that's the hill we want to die on no, because it not, took a long time for him to okay, get blackballed. Okay, unlike Monique. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you more recent okay, examples. Let's, let's Kevin, Kevin Spacey grabbing dicks. How you ain't seen him in a movie in like five, ten, five, ten years, or run on five years, five years. Ever since how, like, ever since they found out, oh, he was grabbing dicks. He ain't, he, he got blackballed, rightfully so. Sir, okay. So, <laughs> like these examples, are we really comparing a woman vocalizing no, but her I'm just, treatment? I'm just saying, if you do things, made it was people straight up, straight up illegal, or you make people feel uncomfortable, or you make them mad. If they have the right, if, if they have the power to not give you work, they will do that. That's how people. Okay, are. So, yeah, so, yeah. Because I was gonna say we kind of reaching there. Are we really gonna sit here and compare somebody verbally attacking? Which I wouldn't even call what she said verbally attacking. But well, she did call his wife. And that's DL. We're not even talking about them <laughs> right now. We still on Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, and Oprah. So she said some shit about them in the way that they were. And what's crazy is a lot of people agreed with her. A lot of people agree with her. And um, so she she spoke up against some very powerful black people. Tyler Perry is a motherfucking billionaire. Like, he could buy Monique. You know what I'm saying? Are we really finna get started with Oprah? She came after some titans, and it cost her. So like my co-host was saying, let's use the examples he gave. How many chances did R. Kelly get to pretty much piss in our face, no pun intended, before we finally... Yeah, just and even now people still stream his music. It's like Monique fucked up once, which isn't even fucking up if it's true. Um, and she was done with. We didn't hear from her after Precious until that damn Christmas movie, and until again, you know, the unfortunately the only time she's really been in the media since then is when she's speaking out about something. So, you know, a few years back she tried to get us to boycott Netflix. We would not join in with her. Um, because she wanted a certain amount of money and rightfully so and Netflix didn't feel like she deserved that so she was like boycotting did we stand up for her did we stand with her of course we didn't of course we did not you know do I feel like if a Dave Chappelle were to ask us to do that would we probably so uh I'm not everybody you know if, if Dave Chappelle was like these clowns tried to offer me 10 million dollars and I'm me stop watching that shit I promise you some people would have done it Go ahead. I'm gonna just say for anybody that will do that, I'm sorry, that is downright stupid because you were letting people dictate what you find entertaining just because just because they said, Oh, they didn't they did me wrong. Like, bro, it's Hollywood. You were like it's Hollywood. Hollywood is a dog eat dog where you were gonna get did wrong. But just because they did you wrong, I ain't gonna stop watching my stranger things on my Ozark. I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a keep watching it like right. I'm, <laughs> we can agree to disagree. I I can't believe you know you just sit here and call boycotting stupid. It is literally the way that we have got the little bit of change we have here in America. But people. I'm just talking about when it comes to streaming, sir. You know, when damn, it comes to entertainment, that is you know, the, that you know, is the way black people have always made you change. You know, for me, 
for me, like I said, the whole deal and deal money thing to me, I just think that this whole thing it could be handled with conversation. Okay, well, right now in our conversation, we're still leading up to that. So yeah. we're talking, we moved but, talking about Oprah and um, but openly dating. Now I read her beef for Netflix because people say she's always beef with somebody. Go ahead. But like I said, this is just me, and people can take it however they want. I'm not going to boycott anything that I'm watching it because I'm watching, I'm watching stuff to get away mm-hmm. from reality. That that's why I'm in front of a TV most of the hours out of the day because I want to get away from the stupid shit that is that is America. But for somebody to say the boycott, like damn, like I could get like I, I don't know. I don't, I respect people that will do it. I just know that's not me. Just because I go to these places for entertainment, mm-hmm. that, that that that's all that, that's all I go to. Yeah. And and then and then things I don't agree with, I just don't watch. I, I I just don't watch. Like if there was if there was a Nazi documentary that was that was saying, oh, the, the Nazis were were somewhat good. I don't agree with that, so I'm not going to watch it. So I watch the things that I get escape from i'm not going to watch something that i don't agree with because you have that right not to what you have that right to not watch something that you do not agree with yeah i completely agree um to a certain extent like i said if you want to see change sometimes you can only make i i, I will say this if several i think if several other black female comedians would have come forward with well netflix really didn't off because if amy schumer who is not no more funny than this microphone we're talking into and who hasn't put but what five or seven years into the comedy game is getting paid 11 million dollars and you're offering us some more you're offering a monique one and two million dollars i and for us to kind of just be like oh, it's just entertainment are, are we for real with that but i think because it was just her it was easy to be like you're being problematic you're not as funny you're not as relevant this is whatever monique comes up and tries to say things whenever she presents her resume which is what america wants black people to do show us what you've done and she does that and then they're like oh yeah but what are you doing now yeah you did all that yeah you won that oscar but you're still a fat black bitch and you better sit down somewhere and take this million dollars because are you even worth that like when she came after netflix that was pretty much what she was met with like how dare you who do you think you are you're not even that funny you're not relevant you know so she backed off with that so Lee Daniels publicly apologized. So we're moving up the timeline. <laughs> Lee Daniels recently publicly apologized to her, which is funny because if she was wrong all along, what is this apology? Save face. That's what people. But do. save face. Fourteen years later, nobody cares anymore. Like this is an old topic. I think sometimes when you were wrong and you know that you were wrong, and before you didn't have the maturity to do the right thing, when you get older, because it's because it's been 13 years now. You you make amends. Lee Daniels, apparently people would not stop supporting him either way because Empire, because whatever he puts out, we watch. Star, Empire, we made those number one shows on Fox. And, the, and that was 10 plus, you know, 11, nine years after Precious. So people did not stop fucking with Lee Daniels because he tried to blackball Monique. Some people did, but overall it didn't stop his bag. So why would an apology help his bag? It wasn't suffering. I think he did it because he knew he was wrong. And better late than never. But I mean, because Tyler ain't apologized for shit. <laughs> well, Tyler, still Tyler ain't apologized for shit. Well, Tyler still ain't apologized for making some of the bad movies. So Oprah ain't apologized for shit. Why? Because they are billionaires and it doesn't affect their bag one way or another. But um, I think Monique's thing is 
Okay, so we're past Netflix. Lee Daniels apologized. It was this year. So we're starting. Um, well, just last year, y'all was worshiping Monique, licking her feet and calling her queen when she was chastising black women for wearing bonnets in public. That's how I, I, I'm like, fuck the public. Because just last year, it was Yes Queen. Y'all was backing her up. Y'all was standing up for her when she was like, have some class about yourself and don't wear bonnets in public. Because she's mostly been working through social media because she hasn't been and stuff. You know, she got her TikTok, her YouTube. She comes on there, hey, my babies, hey, my loves. You know, she does the... She's lost a lot of weight through dancing. So she does her dancing videos. Like Monique has been staying relevant via social media as well. She just doesn't have a show like DL Hewlett. So just last year, because I made a little vlog about the bonnet thing in a bonnet. Go check it out. It's, my, it's on my YouTube. But um, just last year, she was our queen. And now, y'all don't fight with her no more. That's why sometimes I love us, but sometimes I really be like, the fuck? Because wasn't she just. Oh my God, Monique Queen, teach these ratchets how to be real women. We need more women like you trying to... This was just last year, the bonnet brigade. That's what we call it, the, the war on bonnets. That was last year. So now we're this year. And Mon uh, Monique. I'm about, to call her, I'm about to call her Monica, like a bonnet. Monica. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so this year, present day, Monique is back in the comedy circuit. She's got a show with another, you know, large, larger than life comedian, D.L. Hughes. These are two big, big names amongst, you know, with other, she's back on the stage. Boop, she's back in there. According to a lot of people on social media, she's finally back from being blackballed. If you want to put it that way, yeah, I guess so. You know, unless she did some shows I didn't know about, but um, she's kind of back getting to work. At her first show back, she gets on stage and she just lets D.L. Hughley have one. She calls him, you know, everything but a child of God. Pretty much talks about how <laughs> how he's a weak-ass black man for trying to stop a black woman's bag. How she don't understand how um, how a how his wife can, you know, suck the dick of a coward. Um, she pretty much calls him a coward. And obviously, he, he has spoken about her and her husband before on his little show in the past so she i guess she said nigga i ain't forget that shit and she brought that up as well um and so here we are that so all of that was just to kind of give you a backtrack on monique um and her story and why people think she's problematic or she's always beefing with someone um so that's that's that up to date dl Hughley has his own platform which he used to say his piece about this beef and that has gone viral as well it was very calm demeanor he didn't really call her any names he said what he had to say he pretty much said okay you beefed with netflix you beefed with tyler perry you beefed with steve harvey you beefed with oprah it's just my turn now like it's always somebody else it's never you and it's easy to agree with that because first of all his demeanor and his delivery is very calm and it's very articulate um and is it necessarily even wrong? He he is stating facts that she has had problems, if you will, with these people in the past. Um, so it's very, and he even went so far as to as to post a picture of her character in Precious, like her with the cigarette in the chair. And he was like, "That has that isn't a role for you. That is who you have become." And if you watch Precious, the reason that Monique won the Oscar is because. 
she like that character was deplorable she was an abusive mother she was a sexual she was sexually abusive to her daughter she allowed you know her father to be sexually abusive to precious that character was deplorable but what he was trying to say is you have become this big angry black woman and with that notion and narrative already being out in the universe it's very very easy are we still recording it's very, very easy to be like, you know what, Deal is right. Even though he still, to my knowledge, ain't even post a correct contract. So my thinking is, I don't think that Monique necessarily be wrong. And people tend to agree with her. Nope, people don't like Oprah. They don't really care for, you know, there are times they they, they call, Deal is regularly called a coon. On a regular, on social media anyway. So, I mean... He sticks his nose in politics. Sometimes he's right. Sometimes he's wrong. Sometimes he's talking on his ass, but he's always saying something. There are people who very much so agree with Monique, but at the end of the day, it's her delivery. Here's the thing. If there are two people arguing, especially if one of them is a black woman, that other person could be completely fucking wrong. I mean, lying out the side of their teeth. But if they are calm and their demeanor and disposition appears, you know, what people would what people say is intelligent. If you are screaming and yelling and cussing and putting your hands on people, even if you are right, you're still going to be villainized because he is calm. So it must be true. And you appear to be really bothered. So it must be a lie. Well, my thing on that is that's why I tell people all the time. If you're going to argue with somebody, you want to win that argument, debate, whatever it is. And like a debate or, or argument, it's like a boxing match. You got to control the t- you got to control the tone of the fight mm-hmm. that goes well along with the conversation. Okay. If you come off angry, then you want to like even if you even if you could be right, some insults and stuff will be thrown out there. But the person be speaking to you calm as hell, sound very educated, and of course people are gonna swing that way mm. because you're controlling the fight. Right. So, like I said, Monique, even if she is justified, she shouldn't have came out swinging like that you can still you can still get disrespectful in a very kind way i do it all the time <laughs> is that what I, you're doing now <laughs> you, you, i do i do it all the time with people that piss me off at work yeah people people on on the outside nasty nice that's what we used to call it uh back at performance <laughs> so you just have to learn to control the fight and monique she looked, like i said i don't know who's right who's wrong you, I, I don't want thing her going out on stage and doing a set see how it'd been different if she would have put it into the act but from what i saw it was just her spewing like spewing the hatred out there if you if she would have worked that into her set where it, where it's actually comical instead of coming off as venting then people will look at it different but people are always going to look at people, other people's tone mm-hmm. that's why people even though Malcolm X and Martin Luther King same had the same ideals to a certain degree. No, I'm talking about like once they, no, I'm talking, I'm talking about after they got together, after they got together, and um, Malcolm X, he's like, I can't, I may have to start doing it his way. I'm saying before they had the same, they had the same goal, mm-hmm. but one was more aggressive than the other. And of course, who who do they villain, who did they villainize more? Both. But I'm just saying, as, as far as far as <laughs> would you rather. <laughs> Like I'm talking about, like it was the calm one. It was the calm one, and then it was the more, the more militant, which is not the case. Mm-hmm. But the way that he perceived himself and all that, people, people, 
it's the tone. It's, yeah. it's all it's always about tone. You control you gotta control the fight, whether it's a boxing match or argument or debate. Control okay. the tone. And she did not do that well from what I saw, because okay. from what I saw, if I'm paying say if it was fifty dollars a ticket, I'm cheap as hell anyway. So I pay fifty dollars a ticket. With your cheap ass. If, I, if I'm <laughs> if I'm spending fifty dollars a ticket, I don't wanna hear you just venting one night. If, and if you are gonna vent, working into your show. But she was just spewing all of her discontent towards DL Hugh. Okay. Do you mind if I chime in? Go ahead. All right. And he has an excellent point. Um, it hasn't really been okay. I, I have two things to say about that. One, is that always true? Do we always check for tone with everyone? Or without thinking, are there certain bias in certain groups? Let's say it was a, a old white lady and an Indian man arguing. If that old white lady was yelling and blah, 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 blah it would not be received the same way as if the Indian man were yelling. Um, okay. Let's keep it a buck. It wouldn't be. For other, like I said, other people, they are emotionally impulsive. That, mm-hmm. That's how humans are. But for me, if I see an old white woman yelling, like fucking crazy. Like let, let some people would think that, but the the systems that be. That's why we're trying to get more biased classes. Anyway, but um, that's why we're trying to get more classes in different departments and different in schools that teach against these biases. Your mind is automatically going to think she must be justified in her yelling because an old white lady would never. Now there are some of us because I'm thinking this bitch crazy. I'm with him. That would be my thoughts. Because I don't have that sort of thinking. Um, but maybe once upon a time when I was younger, I did. You know, something you were just taught without being taught. So I want to talk about what is known as tone policing. Because like I said, I don't bring up celebrity drama unless it can interject into a conversation that our community needs to have. And, okay. The dictionary, the little... The definition I was able to find online is the action or practice of criticizing the angry or emotional manner in which a person has expressed a point of view rather than addressing the substance of the point itself. It says in quotations, tone policing is the ultimate derailing tactic. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. There already is, not around just Monique, but around Black women in general, a stereotype of what we like to call the angry Black women. And so what a lot of Black women um, have been having to do to even be heard at all is, like like Jason said, to try to control the narrative, to keep your tone at a certain pace um, or at a certain level, to not let influctuations come to your voice, um, to not appear threatening you know, you have to, it's not fair that this particular demographic is always required to do so much mental gymnastics just to, you know, in, in Monique's case, just to stand up for themselves. Um, I don't know. So, um, it's a lot I want to say, but we are, what, 30 minutes in. So, um. Am I going to say Monique is always right 100% of the time? No. I mean, some of it is really just her opinion. And some of it is, hey, I am worth this. I have done this. And I deserve to be paid this. And for whatever reason, you trying to shortchange me. And that is not an uncommon thing, especially in the entertainment industry. Because like he was saying, they Hollywood is its own machine. Like, yes, there are unions. But as long as they are within the union guidelines, then people can pay you whatever they want. Um, and you either accept it or you don't. 
And we already know there are certain comedians, actors, actresses who will be offered much more than a you because they are a them. And what Monique is saying is, I have the resume to prove I am just as worthy as a them. And you're trying to treat me like I'm not a them. And I am. And it's like whenever she tries to put her foot down and say, no, ma'am, no ham. Instead of people, just like the tone policing, instead of people addressing the fact that black comedians are not paid as much as white comedians, even within the female range. I, I think like Kathy Griffin and Amy Schumer, those ladies may be very funny. But are they funnier than a Monique? Hell fucking that. Maybe Kathy in her own white way. She's like, but no, no. Go ahead. But the thing about that is I tell people all the time, comedy is always going to be a touchy profession because comedy is the most subjective brand of comedy out there. Okay. And it is subjective. Um, because- Kathy... Go ahead, go ahead. Like I so said, you can find, like, people find Kathy. I Kathy, do. Kathy I think hilarious. as far as white women go, Kathy is my favorite. People find, like me, I'm not, like me, I'm not an Amy Schumer fan like that, but people find her hilarious. I don't know no Amy Schumer fans. They, 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 but it's somebody because Netflix is paying her Like, it, <laughs> like um, people find Dave Chappelle, people find Chris Rockman, like me. I never really liked Chris Rock, but I always respect, well, I almost had him like him. Nah, it's what you said. It's no, I almost had, I almost had him like him. I, I was just, he was just annoying. He, he like, he, hey! Like, <laughs> so, comedy's always gonna, gonna be subjective, and, and like, um, as far as like, like, even the black, the black and white divide is gonna make it even more complicated, because then they can always say, well, your numbers, wait, well, your numbers are so-and-so, they're not doing as well as this person, right. or, or not doing that well as that person, so, yeah, so, black and white thing also plays a factor in, into that, because corporations, they don't care about, like, who's laughing, they just care about how many people are laughing. Right, at the end of the day, entertainment, it, it is a business, although comedy is an art, and music is an art, all of that is art, at the end of the day, is dollar signs. Yeah. And so he has a valid point. And then plus, like I said, black people, like most of them, they come they come up with doing very small ven- very small venues. Mm-hmm. Shit, Chris Rock did his comedy routines for pennies on subway tra- on subway trains before he made it big. So it's like a lot of these white a lot of these white um, comedians they have a leg up over black over some black comedians because mm-hmm. they're because they know. Like you'll know, like the George Carlins or the Kathy Griffins, so they'll have a leg up and they'll put them on the show. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's not that many. Like there's not that many main mainstream black people. Like we got Cat Williams. We got I would say uh, does Bill Bellamy still does Bill Bellamy? I haven't seen Bill in a minute. You got Lavelle Crawford. You got um. Uh, and really, Lavelle is more. I would hate to use the term chicken circlet. Chicken circlet. Chicken. Fucking circuit? shit. No. What is it? Y'all know what I'm talking about. The chilling circuit, goddammit. Um, <laughs> and that is the term that was used during like the early 1900s when black form- black performers could not perform in white venues. So um, their managers would go to different black venues, little black areas in a town, and it was it was called the chicken circuit. That shit is chilling circuit. Tr- chilling circuit. Thank you. <laughs> the ch- you heard what Jason said. It was called that. And even Tyler Perry will tell you, he became a, bi- a billionaire off of 
Chitlin circuit. The Chitlin circuit. White people still don't watch Tyler Perry movies. He has learned how to tap into that audience. And I won't say, I don't like the term milk it, but he has, he knows there's power in that audience. Look at what he became. Oprah too. Well, I don't know because. Like, I don't know. When I go see Tyler Perry movies, I don't see no white people there. When I see Medea movies, I don't know what it's about. I get, I guess that big cross dressing man. I'll be seeing a bunch of white people. No, they like that mammy trope. That's what it is. It reminds no, I'm me saying, of the big mama that used to take care of them and they grandmamas, but I don't be seeing that many white people there. So. I see him in Tyler, but I'm not talking about I see him in Medea and Medea. God damn it. In Medea films. <laughs> I've been seeing most of Medea films. You talking about in the films or at the theaters? No, at, at the theaters. Like when I when my mom used to drag my black ass yell, goddamn Medea films. It was always white people there. It, it, it was like, but was it majority black? No, it, it was. Oh bullshit! It, it was All not, right, so okay. No, it was <laughs> like, like I said, Tyler Tyler Perry theaters are like Kanye concerts. It's just a bunch of diversity. I have never experienced that. Well, Even at his plays, it is a house full of niggas. So I mean, white people don't go to plays unless it's like Grease or something. But um, <laughs> Broadway. Back to okay, but back to the uh, back, we said all that to say. Maybe in Monique's mind, it's not separate. It's not like, oh, I'm a queen of comedy just to black people. In her mind, I'm a queen, period. But like Jason said, to Netflix, to people in suits, how many how many diverse faces are coming to see you? How many white people are coming to see you? Are you a crossover artist, truly? And maybe in her mind, she is. I don't know if white people will be watching Monique or not. But, you Why know. Look at me. Because I'm talking to you. Like, <laughs> and no, y'all, I'm not white if you're wondering. He, nobody thought you was white but um <laughs> the the point of it is long story short monique presented her contract and it did indeed state that she was supposed to be the last act that she was a headliner dl presented a deal memo i think he might have finally uploaded some kind of contract what i saw was very confusing to understand and read but you know to me it sounds like Whoever was hosting that show wasn't on that shit. And Monique did work the incident into her set. This is this is her art. It would be like a singer coming on stage and performing one of their songs and just crying and bawling through it, or maybe adding in a little ad lib about something they're going through in real life. Artists use their art to to express what they are going through in life so my thing is this now everybody wants to weaponize comedy and be like she did it wrong it was classless it was tasteless wait a minute where was that cool where was that ideology when we were just discussing will smith and chris rock because then it was just jokes then it was anybody can get it and i'm a comedian and i have the license to say whatever the fuck i want but now that it's monique Oh, that was tasteless girlfriend. You shouldn't have said that about his wife. You shouldn't have spoken about his daughter. I thought anybody could get it. Which the fuck one is it? Or are we picking and choosing? We ain't gonna go there because we ain't got time. But uh, it's definitely giving misogynoir to me. I could be wrong. Well, just from my, just from the way I saw it. I saw that five minutes set, which I got that five minutes back. But it was just her, like you know, airing her grievances, and like you know what, I'm cool with that because I'm not paying, I'm not paying money for that show. But from what I saw, you say she worked into her act. I've seen a lot of comedy, and mm-hmm. I did not hear, I did not hear a joke. Just it was still fun, like you know, she. It's funny, I mean, it's funny because she was using word like 
the dick sucker of a coward. Like, uh, look, like people on like, oh, she said dick sucker. And she's talking about like, and people like tea. Like, you think somebody but, was gonna stand up and but, say, shut that shit but, up, so we can get back to the actual act that you wrote? Well, no, we want to know the tea. But that's not, but that's not working it into our act. That's, Is it not? No, it's not because when you work into your act, you can you make a joke about. But there were no jokes. There were jokes. No, there were just because you're saying you kept, you're the you're a dick sucker of a coward. That's not a joke. That is. That is what, okay, we'll have to agree to disagree. Because it's not like she came out there and was like, cut the mics. Now I just have to get this fucking shit off my chest and did a monologue. She was running across the stage. She was interacting with the crowd. She was acting like a comedian. It wasn't funny to you, but it was still part of her set. Now, DL, I'm sorry, he's not really much of an on-the-spot artist, so he probably just came out there and did what he rehearsed. And that I guess that's classier of him. People love to pick and choose who's classy and who's not. So with Will Smith and Chris Rock, because Chris just stood there like a dumbass after he got slapped. He was classy. And Will was trashy. You know, it's it's just... <sighs> so, once again, DL was classy and Monique was trashy. But did the, in either incident, did that make them wrong? I'm going to put it this way. I'm going to put it this way. Both Monique and DL, they both have been childish in their own ways throughout, yeah. this, throughout this whole throughout this whole thing because I for what Monique did I'm gonna give an analogy to my first fight my first what Monique did my first fight okay. is Monique is instead of instead of trying to feel out the feel out the fight with the jab she came with the haymaker I tried to do the same thing and guess what happened I got knocked the fuck out some people some people they're going to tune like they're going to tune out because they came I'm pretty sure like ticket like fifty two hundred dollars they came might have been more yeah, probably, probably more. Damn, that was up. But they came to hear jokes, and when you bring, like I said, for a comedian, a comedians they bring up their lives all the time, all the time. But you got to work it into, you got to work it into jokes. Physical comedy can only get you so far. So seeing her ass run weirdly on the stage, I'm like, <laughs> that's not a hundred fifty dollars worth. That like that's not worth a hundred fifty dollars. I mean, I came. I want you to to have jokes so if you bring something make it into a joke right don't like you can add your grievances but you can also be jokeful about it plenty of comedians do it yeah like comedians they comedians on netflix they take shots at netflix what like they're airing the grievances about netflix on a netflix special right. but they put them in the jokes and netflix they're not gonna do nothing why because right, more people, yeah. they, and then plus more people they're gonna they're gonna run them views up for that so from what I saw, maybe she did do it. Like maybe that person just did a horrible job and just caught that single part. Cause mm -hmm. because the dude after her, I thought he was. I thought he, he was, was a, very funny. I thought he was very funny. He's like, this is my first little show. I don't want. But okay, like the way Monique puts it is, DL and apparently yourself and people like yourself feel like the show was bad because of her. First of all, she was one act of like four. I just who's to, and I personally don't even think the set was bad. I if I was there, I would have felt like I got my money's worth and then some because I got to see celebrity that's drama in that's real life. You, that's because you want. <laughs> I mean, who who gets to see this in real life, in real time? You know, if the person who recorded that, their shit is through the million views, and now they get a check from TikTok. So hey, but I mean, um, if even Monique said the show wasn't bad. You know, if DL got out there and his set was boo boo, that's still on him because 
here's the thing I don't like about the incident. What Monique said, which people have been kind of skating over, is that DL said he would refuse to go out if he wasn't last. If you really want to be honest, it sounds like Monique was being the bigger person. Because I would have stood right there with his little ass and been like, well, I guess we both the fuck ain't going out because here's my contract. Both of them technically had the right to be like, we're not doing this bullshit because you fucked it up. And that's me talking to the promoter. He's talking about you could have went and got a lawyer. If what she said is true, that's not what he offered to do. He refused to go on. Why is there anyone calling him out for that childish behavior? Because he calmly said on his podcast, a platform, like you said, that he controls after two or three days to think about it and come up with a calm and collective and intelligent sounding narrative to make himself look good. In the heat of the moment, like a bitch, you refuse to do your job. And Monique went ahead and did it. And yes, she might have came out there angry as fuck and it showed in her show. But the fact is that she still did what she was paid to do. Even though the contract that she presented said otherwise. Now, I'm not saying maybe it wasn't the most eloquent way. I don't. What eloquent way is there? That's why, that's why we come back to tone policing. How is it exactly that you want black women to stand up for themselves? That is plausible. Because it, who, who was the woman that just got um, put into the Supreme Court? It don't get no calmer than her. And she still was met with all kinds of bullshit. Let's just be honest. To quote, I can't think of the person who came up with this lovely quote, but black women will never be quiet enough for a world that wasn't meant or had no intention on listening to them. You can be as calm as Sister Jackson. Was it Jackson? To Johnny? To Johnny? I can't think of the name right now. Tanaji. Y'all know who we're talking about, the, the sister who just got put in the Supreme Court. You can be as calm as her, or you can be as loud as a, um, Monique ain't even the loudest, most in-your-face black woman in entertainment. Let me see if I can, really, I can't think of that right now, but, or you can be as loud and crazy as a Monique. Were either of them heard, or either of them constantly respected? No, I mean, even, even though, and once again, the world requests our resume. Monique presents her resume. Tanaji, I'm probably fucking her name up and I do apologize. Miss um, Jack Brown Jackson presented her resume. And you know how they both were still treated? Like, less than, like, you better be lucky we even let you in here. And nobody's pointing, that's why I wanted to have this conversation. Nobody is pointing the finger at that. But instead, let's point it at the two of them. She was classy and handled it the right way. And Monique was loud and ghetto. But both of them were still treated like, here's the resume, slap. You're still a black woman. Well, here's the thing. You ought to be glad we even let you in this motherfucker. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to let y'all in on a secret. Let y'all in on a secret. The world is going to be fucked up and hateful. And the thing is, no matter how how you come, if, 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 you're, not, if you're not blonde hair, blue eyes, you're going to come off as threatening. No, no, no matter what. What tone you are. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you just have to learn how to control the narrative. You, you gotta learn how to, how to, how to control it. I say so much controversial shit. Katanji Brown. God damn it. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Go <Wow>. ahead. <laughs> I say so much controversial shit. And I'm pretty sure there's there's people out there calling me a little black ass monkey. What? Yes, I, I, I've, I've gotten hate mail. But the thing is, it sucks, but it's just you have to keep on pushing because things are not going. 
no matter how many people, how people, how many times people gonna say, "Oh, it's gonna get better," it's not gonna get better. It hasn't gotten better for over what 400, 500 years. There have been, dare I say, improvements. But are we going to pretend like bias and racism and prejudices do not still exist? Of course they do. Yeah. So it's just it sucks that, like I said, I don't know, I don't know the truth, the, the whole truth, but if. If DL did, if like if DL did do that to Monique, that's messed up. But they both need to be an adults and squat and squash it. So like, I would much for like if DL's wrong, he needs to be the bigger person. And, to, but is that gonna happen or is it gonna? No, be- but I'm saying that has to because one thing, one reason why I don't like come go back to Will Smith because I think I don't like seeing black people at odds. I I, right. I don't like it. I I don't like it. And luckily. This wasn't any type of physical violence, but it's still yeah. talk like you're still talking down to each other. I never liked that. Like yeah. I used to do that. I used to do that. Like when my mom made man, I used to do that, and I and I hated myself for it because this this, this a black woman that raised me, so I shouldn't be saying things like that. So I just learned to you cannot no matter how much hate you have towards another person, don't be trying to dress them down or mm-hmm. or physically assault them because that's bad because. Whether you like it, whether you like it or not, that's another black person. So they went through what you went through, mm. whether whether man or woman, and some and some went through went through worse. So I'm just wish that I hope that they squash it because for one, this is very juvenile. Dang. That like that like this is very juvenile, and there's more pressing matters, not just in the world, but in this in but in the black community that need to be addressed instead of us. Fighting over, oh, I'm the headline. No, I'm the headline. No, I'm the headline. Somebody in the back. I'm the head. Look, it don't matter who the headliner is. I mean, it's in their profession. I mean, I get that. It does matter. No, I'm because just because the headliner gets the biggest bag. No, but I'm just saying, learn a way to learn a way to squash that shit, and let's move to more pressing matters in this community. Right, right, and I, I do agree with that. Um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I try not to. Because, again, it's a bias we all have to unlearn. You know, I try not to judge how, because I don't get to police (coughs) or determine how a person gets to express themselves when they are hurt, upset, or embarrassed. I don't have control of that. Um, Maybe Monique could have just waited and made a TikTok the next day and it went viral. Maybe she could have just written written a Instagram. Um... Is there really even a right or wrong way to express a grievance? You know, this isn't, you know, we're saying it's juvenile, but this could be millions or thousands of dollars we're talking about. That isn't petty. And if I come to do a job thing and I'm getting this amount and y'all book, I'm, I I can't promise I wouldn't get out on the stage and clown this show and everybody associated with that bitch too. And if DL, who was supposed to be my friend, had the chance to make the shit right and he just stood there with his dick up his ass, I would have probably clowned him too. I can't say Monique shit. Like, who are we to say? You know, well, this is juvenile and she should have handled it this way. It's not our bag. Well, we- I have seen people fight over $50. Well, when I say juvenile, I don't mean like the way. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about mm-hmm. compared to other problems we have in the community. I just feel like this is just juvenile compared to all the things that need to be addressed and need to be fixed. And, no, I totally agree. And agree. because I tell people all the time, we have so many 
like we, we have multiple rich african-american people in the community and some some do things like shout out to lebron james he tries to do he tries to do things to help but yeah all the people you can be on a soapbox all you want but if you're not doing anything yeah then i i, I find a problem with that that that's why that there's a certain that, that there's a certain group mm-hmm. that's 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 four letters that i've always had a problem with because they always get on their soapbox you're not I, rich no what's the hard letters actually five things five letters but regardless that's a top for another day but those those suited black people they will say this needs to be changed ain't ain't nothing changed i just want to see change i don't want to hear about will smith chris rock dl hughley monique tyler perry versus everybody right i i i want things to be done yeah i i'm tired of seeing us fight with each other okay and i completely agree with what he is saying to a certain extent i do believe that because you know whenever something tragic happens and then you have people who are still posting about sports and shit here comes somebody like you know did you know that there was a school shooting it is possible to care about more than one thing at a time and also, we cannot be militant, revolutionary motherfuckers 24-7. You have to breathe. Like, if you just engulf yourself in that shit, you will drown. You have to breathe. You have to laugh at something. Get a little celebrity drama and go watch the reality TV show. You know, you have to take a moment from that because you are human. You will mentally run yourself ragged being on the revolutionary forefront 24-7. I will say this, though, and I said the same thing on the episode about will smith i don't think that what you're asking for is not being done through these things that's like i like i say i don't talk about celebrity gossip on this show unless it leads to a conversation that this community needs to have the will smith thing to me felt like it led to the conversation of black women being protected especially on pl- in public platforms and this conversation to me i think we need to start listening to our black women and stop tone policing them don't just shut them down Here's the thing. We all want to talk about what Monique have done. DL could have posted that motherfucking uh, thing, shut his mouth, and went. He could have posted his contract, shut his mouth, and went on with his day. The contract would do the talking. But what he did do was sit calmly, because like you said, controlling the fight. Because if he would have got on there, probably when that mic was off, he was calling her all types of fat bitches. All types of this stupid bitch. All types of that. But when that mic, when it said record (laughs) on that little red light, he put on his uppity white voice. He remained calm. Because he knew y'all would take him more seriously if he presented himself this way. And he played and poked at the existing narrative that's already there. He dug up stuff from her past about the previous beefs Your that a lot of gay. you agreed with. Threw shade at her husband about oh, being gay. Oh, yeah, it wasn't no shade. He straight up said, Your husband gay. He was like, How dare you accuse me of being on a DL when you land with who you land next to? Which is odd because I thought you were coming on this peaceful podcast to, um, you know, to chastise her about how she attacked your family verbally. Um, what happened to, yeah, but anyway, uh, whatever colloquialism, y'all want to put with that. But anyway, so he he calmly presented himself. He still did not present the contract. He gave this soft story about why he has the... Um, <laughs> The medical dog in reference, he accused her of not knowing anything about love, even though she has three children and a husband. Like he said some say some very shady shit too, but because it was calm, it was demeanor, and he wrapped it with y'all already think she angry and black. He kept bringing up that old stuff, even though at one point he agreed with her to a certain degree. Um, but we're not even gonna talk about that. But um he already knows he can play that big angry black bitch card and y'all are eat it up 
even if he's completely wrong, because we still ain't seen that contract. And I do believe that he stood there with his arms folded like this and said, well, I ain't going out there. And Monique probably looked him dead in his face and said, really, nigga? And turned around, probably slapped him in the face at that point and went out on stage and said what she said, pissed off and all. He was back there like a little bitch with his arms folded because I'm not going after you. Who are you? Oscar winner Monique. I'm trying to see what award, what show. Has he even been on a movie other than The Cookout? Like, what, what is the deal he's been on? The Kings of Comedy, that's it. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> and was the least funny out of that with that granimal sweater. That's the only joke I remember of his. I don't believe Monique is lying. I believe her delivery is not is making people uncomfortable. Like Jason said, it was raw. It was edgy. It was in your face. It was rude. And women are supposed to politely, if they even let you know something's wrong, politely address their grievances. And Monique did not do that. And she did that while being a 200 plus black, uh, black woman who's probably roughly five foot seven or eight. So you're a big black woman, you're attacking verbally a little black guy that white people like. So I mean, I don't know, you know, just, I think he played that card hook, line and sinker and y'all are eating it up. And that's the conversation we need to have. Is this whole protecting black woman, black women thing a joke or is it ever gonna be for real? Because we already know misogynoir and misogyny is like the base of black comedy. And it's okay if we take it with a stride, we're used to being the butt of the jokes. But when you flip the script, and now one of your beloved niggas is the butt of a joke. It's classless and it's tasteless and it's out of order. Which one is it? Is his wife dying of cancer? Why, why she couldn't call him the dick sucker of a liar? Was she sick? Because that's what y'all said about Jada. Like, ain't nothing wrong with her. She ain't dying. What, what's that little white comedian say? The bitch ain't dead. That ain't funny. <laughs> So why are we why are we grieving and, and, and shedding tears for Dia's wife? She I, she probably thought the shit was funny. She might think he's a coward on the low. Probably was over there giggling in the uh, in the uh, in the VIP box. Like, <laughs> I'm not even be something coward ass nigga. What are you gonna say next? I mean, who knows? But it's like y'all pick and choose who you want to have empathy and sympathy for, and for some reason, it never lies with a black woman. And that is the conversation I would like to have off of this incident. I don't really care because they're both millionaires and they'll both be fine. If they weren't friends before, what have we lost? According to Dia, they wasn't cool before. He kept throwing shade about all the times he could have worked with her, but refused to. So he already had a preconceived notion about her. I heard you was angry and difficult, so I've been avoiding you. But the one time I took a chance and did a show with you, this is what happened. Bitch, you ain't doing no... You're not doing nobody no favors by having your non-funny ass on this stage. If Monique came to Shreveport, I would definitely have my ass at that show. If D.L. Hughley came, if somebody else want to go, I might. I can't she's looking at me. Okay, <laughs> so here's what I take from this. I, I am of... I like to think that I'm smart. <laughs> He is smart, y'all. Um, but I wish people just thought like thought like me because whether I don't try to show no biases, but whenever I see two people have an argument, especially black people, mm -hmm. I tell them straight up because even because even on my podcast, I was like like um, I bet like yeah um, like yeah maybe he shouldn't say the joke for one the joke was fucking lame, but but like like he he shouldn't have said it like. 
I th- I, th- I even said everybody was at fault because like that's me coming from I'm um, from from um an unbiased position. Mm-hmm. But people they're going to pick it. They're going to pick and choose who they want to back. Like I said, Kevin Spacey. I love Kevin Spacey movies. Usual Suspects, my favorite movie. But I'm trying to think but, who this is. But uh, from House of Cards, he's from House of, like he, he, the main he, character. Yeah. Okay. So. I love his movies. Usual Suspects, Kaiser Soze. How big he was grabbing? Yeah, everybody's dick, apparently. <laughs> if, if I had me, he probably would have grabbed my dick at one point. Oh, but oh, what right. I'm saying is, after I heard that, i like, yeah, I got to kind of back away from it for a little bit, man. You can't, can't, can't be grabbing dicks. That, that, that's bad. It is. Okay, before you go any further, all your examples are comparing, no. like, assault. No, but no, no, but no, but I'm just saying. And then, like, um, yeah. like, like Robert Downey Jr. He was an asshole alcoholic. Yeah. And I've been like, I've said many times, like, he, like, he was an asshole back then. I didn't even know much about Robert Downey Jr. until I heard he was an asshole alcoholic. I called him out on it. I, I, I like, man, like, you can't like, uh, like, you can't be an asshole and blame it on it, blame it on addiction. You, mm-hmm. you can't do that because that, that, that's an excuse. So I called him out on it. But then when he came back, he said, you know, he got himself together. I'm glad that he, he's doing well. Mm. Same with the like Will Smith. I was like, like I was like, I was felt bad about the whole entanglement thing. But I also said, y'all put your business out there. So I don't see, I don't feel no sympathy for Jada. I don't feel so no sympathy for Will. Mm. Because I'm looking at both sides. Yes, yeah, she might have did that, but you agreed with it. And y'all wanted to air that shit on in front of millions of people. So, like, all people say, I feel bad for Will. I don't feel bad for Will or Jada. They put their business out there. Yeah. Chris Rock and his problems, I'm like, you put your business out there, prepare for people to talk about it, make me about it, because the internet is a fucked up place. It's a very fucked up place. That's why me... What, I, I give y'all what I want y'all to hear and see mm-hmm. on my podcast, because... There's a lot of messed up shit that I did in the past. I don't want people making making jokes up. Yeah, but clean that Twitter up before you get big. <laughs> I don't got Twitter, so it, it, it's fine. Not my point is, okay. Besides the fact, my thing is, people don't just side with people just because you like them. Like the whole, like I said, Dia Higley mm-hmm. could be could be deathly wrong. Monique could be deathly wrong. But just because how some person comes at it. Like me, I just saw like, well, Monique provided proof. Mm-hmm. DL didn't, so I'm edging towards Monique right. But just because she was spewing angrily, I'm like, like, oh, well, she wrong. I know. I, I was like, well, rightfully so. She right. angry. Like, dude, you could, he could have shut that whole thing down by presenting a copy that made sense of his contract, and also just by verifying that he did not refuse to go on stage. Did you refuse or not? Well, he's he hadn't addressed that yet, but you know. Well, like I don't got much to say about it, but my my closing thoughts on this is Ron Crooklyn. Maybe you can get them together and do a movie with him or something. I don't know. Actually, um, she Monique will be no. Actually, oh. Monique will be in Fifty Cent's um, BMF. If you watch that show, Black Fan, um, BFM. I'm sorry, she'll be in season two of that. So I mean. Monique's getting work, you know. She's getting back in there. A lot of people feel like, girl, you just got back in, back in good with Black Hollywood, and you already stirring up trouble. Monique is the type of person that is going to stand up for herself. She, she knows her work. I think that's what makes people uncomfortable. At the, if you rip and you strip all the tone policing, <coughs> all the tone policing away, take away all the dramatics and the antics and the yeah, 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 
at the end of the day, what is Monique doing? She's just standing up for herself. She feels like her comedy is worth this and she demands that. And is that a bad thing? And I think it just makes people uncomfortable, even ourselves. A lot of black women feel like she's she's doing the most or she does the most. Why? Because in your own life, you don't stand up for yourself. And one of the sad things about it is, and I, I found myself having this conversation before with people, I'm not very used to people advocating for me. Most black women aren't. So when you stand up and you advocate for yourself, you appear to be problematic and you appear to be, you know, full of drama, whoop de whoop. But like Mickey, like Nicki Minaj said on this little um, reel I was just watching yesterday, Whenever she stands up for herself, it's all, I heard about Nicki Minaj, woo, woo, woo. But when Wayne does the same thing, he's a boss. And he deserves that because it's fucking Little Wayne. But Nicki, Nicki Minaj is the female Little Wayne. You know, people expect a certain demeanor from women in general. And they most definitely expect a certain demeanor from Black women. For You know, once we stop being housemaids and mammies, if we even so much as didn't smile at you, I bet the black angry woman stereotype really just came from the, it probably came from Rosa Parks. Like it probably just came from a woman doing the most basic thing or just saying no in the most basic way to somebody who felt like, how dare you? And now all of a sudden, all of us generations after are angry as fuck. Maybe you can't Harriet Tubman because she always looked angry in her photo. That's what I'm saying. Even Harriet Tubman should have been smiling. Isn't that crazy? But, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, I, thought, I always thought it was funny. Like, I've never seen a picture of her smiling. What is there to smile about? I am a slave. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe after slavery, like, I'm free. Others are still slaves. Like, but that that is crazy. I've never seen a picture of it either. But that didn't mean it never happened, you know. But um, I just, you know, we're either the angry black woman or we're the strong black woman. And nowhere in between either of those stereotypes is there any grace and understanding if somebody fucked over you as a man on a contract and shortchanged you thousands of dollars, you bet your ass you turn it up. You're not finna calmly go get your lawyer and not saying you finna turn right up in that motherfucking office. But when Monique does it on a stage and isn't even hurting anybody, it's tasteful. It's tasteless. Well, I, I guess for me, like when people can say it's an angry black woman, like my like my mom, I was raised by my mom, and like my dumb ass will always just make it angry. So I never saw an angry black woman like. Yeah, Yo, y'all just ain't doing what you want. I was going to say, I'm so glad you pointed that <laughs> because... out. More often than not, you're getting the response of something you did or said. Like... And this is the... Um, but Nobody talks about... Okay, if we want to go... Let's use this Monique thing as an example. She didn't get out stage, get on the stage for fuck's sake and go off on D.L. Hughley. There was an occurrence before she went on stage that took place. No one made it right... And so she had to come out and advocate for herself. I mean, I guess why, like me, I've never, I've never really agree with like the angry black woman thinking like, like whenever my mom threw a shoe in my head, like, hmm, maybe I did something to deserve that shoe. So I mean, and I mostly did. So I mean, to a certain degree, I get what you're saying. Do not throw shoes at your children's heads. But yes, people forget because we're either seen as so incredibly strong. That when we're not being strong, we're immediately angry. People forget, you know, we're fucking people too. Billy Bob, Bob, Jay, Susie. If somebody would have missed you, have you seen some of the shit these white women go Karen mode on? Oh yeah, well like, over in these TikToks. Well, okay, I'm a, I'm a the one woman in the park who was threatening to call the police on the black guy. Wasn't that because she he said she had to have her dog on a leash? 
And she literally threatened to call the cops because she knew they would fuck him up. And she lost her job and shit. You know, that was handled. But I just wonder if that wouldn't have been recorded and gone viral, how that probably would have just been logged as okay. Whereas Monique can't even stand up for herself at her job. Well, like I said, I don't have a problem with it. Because like I said, <laughs> most people that do it, like I said, you know, Sally, she ain't going to... She ain't the one to fight. Like now, you got now you now. Like I said, I grew up around every type of race, and most time, most times, it was always, it was always the white woman that wouldn't stand up for herself. Any woman, what? Yeah, any woman would stand up for herself. Puerto Rican woman, goddamn, stood up for herself. Black woman saw a curb stop somebody, so, <laughs> so it like black woman start curb stopping somebody. It it it, it was bad. It, it was bad. It was over man. But that's besides the fact. That is something else. That sounds like a fight over a man. The, no, but I'm just saying, like, up, no, but like, she was being attacked verbally. And, and she said, you know what? Well, one way to stop you from talking is curb stop your teeth on the, on the curb. But regardless, the thing is, white, you don't see many white women stand up for themselves. They always look for backup. And they find it. Okay, I'm glad you pointed that out. Most Black, as I said earlier, like 10 minutes ago, I'm not used to people advocating for me. I've gotten so, I've gotten used to it. Even when I was a kid, like, if people would pick a joke, I'd just be ready with my jokes because I already know no one's going to intercept and be like, hey, you shouldn't say that. That's wrong. You either punch up, you know, it is, you got to look out for your own back. Here's the thing. If there's a white woman sobbing on the corner, two or three people are going to go see what's going on. And if a black woman is sobbing, more than likely she better figure that shit out because no one's coming. And I mean, metaphorically and physically. White women get support. White women get backup and they get help. Black women don't. So the minute you think that somebody was going to speak up on Monique's behalf. Damn, what I find so funny about not you said, What I find is so funny about people standing up for white women. I tell people all the time. Y'all do realize that y'all weren't treated well either until the women's rights movement, right? So I don't know why y'all feel so safe by these same men that try to hold y'all back back in the twenties. I like I've, I've never I've never got that, but I would live by the philosophy of like I said. I grew up I grew up with a black mom, and I grew up with a black mom, and like um, whenever I would. There were times I would try to stick, but she said, no, 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 I got this. I'd say, well, 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 you know what? She got it. Like, so that, like, like I said, so maybe it's her father. I'm just like. No, no, no. I've heard that before. I had a a conversation with my sister once. We were talking about when I got sick. And um, and I remember her saying, well, maybe because you always appear like you don't need help or like you're so strong. Nobody's just thought to come help. because when I was sick, I went through that by myself until I had to go to the ER. My kids were at home alone. Then it was like everybody was, you know, because they were, you know, but for just me in general, nobody was dropping their bags to come see about me. But I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's normally how it is. And so when we had that conversation, she was like, well, you seem like you never really need help. So I, I guess maybe that's why people didn't. But here's the thing. In short, if, if Monique would have calmly sat down, accepted her contract for Precious, accepted you know lee daniels pushing her out the way for the role of cookie because originally she was supposed to be cookie Dan- uh cookie alliance on empire not one actor not one dl not one steve okay we're running out of time here but uh would have said you know what that's fucked up and i'm gonna speak on your behalf 
we would still be sitting here waiting today for some kind of, it would just have been another thing in Hollywood that happened where a black woman didn't get her just due that we never talked about. No one was coming to save her. Even with this show, if we both would have showed up and she would have looked at Dia and Dia would have looked at her, he would have said, I'm not going out there. And you know what? She just would have went out there calmly because that's technically what happened. Nope. If she wouldn't have said anything, this would have been another show where something like that happened and nothing was said. DL had the opportunity to stick up and be like, well, you know what? Her contract does say this. I'll go ahead and go last. I guess that also comes to people in Hollywood. They still have some immaturity to them because it's always like... Because they're still people, yeah. Not only that, it's like celebrities, they always feel like it's about me. It's about me. Like, I'm the headliner. I'm the star. I'm the diva. Like, and there can only be one diva on stage. I know what I say. There can only so, be one diva on stage at the time. So maybe right? there was some of that. Maybe there was some of that going on. Because maybe you know, Monique was sitting back like, I don't want to do this. And my contract says I shouldn't have to. Like, it isn't even a what I want. It's in black and white. My niggas, they, like, really the promoters sound like they fucked up and dropped the ball. But, okay. Once we were all in a room and... DL was like, oh, I don't care if the promoter's fucked up or not. I ain't going out. Okay, now it's on you. Because you could have stood up for me. That was your opportunity to be like, okay, but, y'all did this black one wrong. I'm going to stick my neck out for her. But I just already, even before that, like, when I heard they were just, it was um, some they were complaining about headlining. I already knew one of them was not going to cave in just because that's just, that's just how celebrities are. They just feel. But yeah, but yeah. But I don't want to brush that incident over with always oh, because it's celebrities. Because like I said, even in my life, even in your mom's life, even in everyday black women's lives, no one is advocating for us. That's the conversation I'm trying to have is are we really going to start protecting black women or not? Is that a joke or not? If, if even Monique, who has millions, what I'd like to say is, is if even Monique, who has millions, cannot be protected, the contracts cannot be honored at her job, what do you think regular Black women are going, baby, I had to act an entire ass to get a 50 cent raise at my last job before I finally moved out here. I had been at that bitch for five years. And I remember when I finally raised my voice and called for a meeting and threatened to go to HR. Over the phone, this nigga said, you sound angry. I feel like you're attacking me. Because people are coming in who have only been working here three months and are making fourteen and fifteen dollars, and I've been here five years making twelve seventy five. You damn right, I'm angry, and I have a right to be. But they tone police the shit out of me, and it took me so long to get the courage to even have the meeting because people kept saying, "Jordan, you need to go talk to people. You do so much around this call center." I was really like a low key, kind of like a team lead without the title. People would come to me. I would help them with their cars. I would stay over. I worked overtime like a dog to be making twelve fifty seven after five years. It's happening in real life, too. It's not just celebrities. And the minute I put my, because nobody else, all these people knew everything I did. All these people knew what I was worth to this car center. They did not want me to leave. When I finally moved, they did not want me to go. But nobody said, I'll go talk on your behalf. I'll say something. Why? Because they want to save their own ass. I mean, because I hate to say it, but that's just human. That's just human nature. Human nature always going to look out for each other. Like I said, I hate to say it, but if somebody is getting, if, if somebody getting fucked over and like I have to speak up, it's like I have to also think like, damn, I have the possibility of losing my job and whatnot. So you have, like Monique said, the opportunity to man up or be a coward. And you choose cowardice every but, time you do something like but that. But see, okay, so say, okay, but the way I see it, because the same exact thing happened with one of my friends that got did wrong. Like, 
I did something, but I do it anonymous because I said, he said, why you say nothing in there? And like, my daughter was just born. I'm getting pennies already. So if I get fired, then what? Like, well, you would have stood up for me. Then we would both be in the unemployment line. So it, it and, and like I said, I tried to stick up for many people one time. Black chick was being talked about. I said something like, hey, man, don't do that. And guess what happened? Three dudes came behind him. Like, oh, <laughs> oh. So you like, so what you gotta say? Don't don't do that. Proceed to get mass beat. So you, some sometimes you got one. Are you gonna take the lumps? Right, right. Or are you gonna or are you gonna walk, walk away? And like like that day, I I wish I never took those lumps because I never saw the person again. Okay, and I respect that. You can't you can't be a professional captain say, oh, you cannot just come in with your Spencer James. Do you see how many times he gets shot and fucked over because he's always trying to save the day? To my all American fans. I'm not asking America or black men to be special James, but to constantly turn the cheek. And then when you're caught out on your shit, try to play that joker card of the angry black woman, it's cowardice. DL, if you did the shit, fess up, take your L. And I know we're beyond apologizing now because you feel insulted. But at the end of the day, both of y'all got faulty contracts and you did probably refuse to go out on stage before her despite her being funnier and having more accolades than you. If let's just take all feelings off the table. Let's even take who's funny, who's not off the table. Who has been on TV the most? Who has the most accolades? Who has been in the most movies? It is Monique. If you take all biases out, she still is a more prominent comedian than you. You should have bowed your head and carried your ass out on stage. But you didn't. And instead of and so when she got up there and talked shit about your wife and called you a coward and shit, now you in your feelings. So you're going to try to play that Trump card of, well, you beef with everybody, so I guess you're beefing with me now. And people ate it up because it's easier to believe that a big black woman is angry instead of that a smaller black man might just be lying his ass off. We have went way over <laughs> the 45 minutes that I was intending. but uh, So we're going to wrap it up with that. If it turns out that she was full of shit, then she was full of shit and she was wrong. But she's presenting more receipts than the opposing team. All he really riding off of is y'all's biases towards black women. And he's winning off of that. He probably don't even have to upload shit and y'all will believe him because, well, she beefed with Lee Daniels and them. I don't know. You know, like I said, I just want this door to open the conversation that we do still need to have. My co-host is absolutely right. The whole protection of the black women thing, it needs to not just be some cute saying that we're putting on T-shirts and putting on bags. It needs to be real on all platforms and in all workplaces, not just Monique's, but everywhere. You know, don't just, oh, she's angry. So what she's saying must be bullshit. Nah, them are your own personal feelings. You're feeling whatever sort of way about her anger, but that doesn't make the anger unrighteous or untrue. Did you have any closing thoughts? Well, suck this happened. Hopefully they can patch together, you know. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I hope that they can smooth this over. And also, I can't wait to see that Ryan Krugler movie with Monique and Dio Helia's buddy cops. First of all, Ryan would never. But um, <laughs> hey man, my man's mm, Dio is not no A list. I don't know why he acting like it. But um, I mean, if, if, if we be fair, like I didn't even know that like they were doing stand-up and stuff still so <laughs> for both of them so 
Facts. I, I same. You know, I knew Monique was out the loop because of the blackballing. I know DL is more into politics on his podcast and whatnot. So this is news to me that they ain't doing a comedy show at all. You're right. So I mean, so you like saying, man, Ron Coogler, we need that buddy cop film. I don't think so. No, 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 we need it. We complain we don't have enough black movies here, but uh, Monique and D.L. Hughley buddy cop film. I'm calling. Let's get it, D.L. Let's get it right. Oh, she was a soul plane. I forgot about that. Okay, we ain't going to talk about that. All right, y'all. Well, I had fun. But yeah, um, before you go, let me just give my co-host a chance to let the people know where they can find you. Well, you know, you can find me on the side of the street because I'm poor. But uh, you can also find me <laughs> at the Brain to Popcorn Podcast. We on Apple, I almost say Apple, Spotify, Apple. I have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> Google Pods, Google Podcasts, even on even on YouTube. You and, name it. And we have a Facebook. Just type in "Bring the Popcorn." You'll see me and little mascot. I'm kind of mad because he's paid more than me. But yeah, that's where you can find me. And you already know where to find me here at this motherfucking podcast. When I show up, I will do better. But um, when you cannot find me here, I actually co-host a lot on Bring the Popcorn. It is a really really good podcast where we discuss similar issues. You know, with a less a little less hood in it, but um, yeah, we it's talk okay about to say white. No, no, it's okay to say white. First of all, no, that's not true. The co-hosts are usually black, but you know they're a little more, you know, a little more oh, suburban. Oh, but uh, them my homies. We don't got no seasoning, huh? I didn't say. I said yeah. none of that. I'm trying to. T- <laughs> but it's a good show if you're into anime, if you're into television, movie, and we do we do a lot more celebrity news on that show than I ever do on this one. Why are you trying to clown me? But um, that's because I like to clown people. Oh, thank you, no mind. But it's a great show, and I really would love. It. If you don't see me here, I'll be there. So um, and also your girl got a blog now, www.thebingebabe.blog. I always always mess that up. But um, you know, and just find me here. I will try to do better with checking in because I do have a few faithful few have been hanging with me, and maybe I could grow some more if I was just consistent. But I mean, if I'm not here, I would definitely be on bring the popcorn. So yeah. But that's all the time for today. Uh, Check out some previous episodes if you're bored. Thank you for chilling with us and God bless.